Has anyone ever called you clingy? Has anyone ever called you insecure? Have you been called non-committal? And have you actually sat down and thought about why? Maybe you dismiss that as saying they're just being judgmental. Or is there some grain of truth to it? Maybe some introspection would help or maybe we could help in this discussion. Welcome to Flow Goodness Podcast. Come and get some goodness. goodness. Today we're going to talk about attachment theory. And before we jump into that, let me introduce what our podcast is all about. In Flow Goodness Podcast, we focus on mental well-being for youth and families by discussing concepts, books, research, movies, life in general, case studies, everything connected with that in order to contribute and bring to the table a good podcast which would be useful for you in reconciling your thoughts or learning something from it. So if you are anyway interested in anything to do with mental well-being and psychology, this is the podcast for you. I'm Satish Shalapa, founder of Flow Goodness and I'm with my colleague Stephen here who is who has majored in clinical psychology and uh, he's still pursuing his academics. He's in his 20s, I'm in my 40s. So I think we plan to give you a healthy view, (laughs) balanced view of attachment theory. When talking about attachment theory, the concept was given by John Bowlby, who was a psychiatrist, right? And he said that attachment is the lasting connectedness between human beings. And he, he very much talked about how a child's relationship with his caregiver, right? It can be parents or if in some cases not parents, but other caregiver, how it forms a base for them to develop different attachment styles. And these attachment styles can carry on into adulthood as well. And so that is why the questions that were asked ahead, right? So these questions can be answered by this attachment style theory. And Mary Ainsworth, she developed on this, this very thing. And she did this strange situation test where a child was kept in a room and the mother was there and the mother went out of the room for a while and then she came back in later on and the 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 test saw that how the child would react when the mother came back so some of the child who were very secure reacted like gave a warm hug and they carried on playing as they were right and nothing changed but some who were avoidant right when the mother came back they they, they did not directly go to, mo- to the mother. They avoided her. Right? Yeah. And the anxious one, when she was outside, they were very anxious. Like, where, where has my mother gone? And things. So, they, were tra- they tried to figure out, like, they saw these different attachment styles playing on. And that is how we, how we come about on this attachment style theory. Okay. So, let's talk about the characteristics of attachment style. Okay. So, there are four main characteristics of mm. attachment style. One is, of course, you know, right from the time you're born, you're held and you're fed. So, there's physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and that matters a lot. And when that carries on because hugs release oxytocin, right? And so, and that connection and the mother-child bonding and release of oxytocin and the healing properties. So, is well proven. It's well discussed as well. The second component is safe haven where they can go back to the mother or to the primary caregiver and connect with them. The third component is the secure base okay, from where the child can move around in that proximity within that 
area of view and explore the environment and the fourth uh, being the physical distress or the emotional distress that the child faces when there is separation anxiety right, right. you know so in a way we can connect this to primary fear as well you know like when we are born we just born with two fears okay so one is the fear of loud sounds and the one is the fear of falling mm-hmm. from the hands of your mother of course you know so in a way if you connect those primary fears as well with the attachment theory they go through a cycle in terms of delight rupture repair and delight again cycle in the way the primary caregiver whether be the mother or the father and the child connect when they play or when they interact with each other because they're still trying to figure out that relationship and this has a lasting impact john bolby proved that and of course you know mary ainsworth built upon it and there are subsequent multiple research to prove these concepts you know so and the four attachment styles is something that we need to discuss you know so probably you can take up on that sure so, yeah so we are going to discuss the four attachment styles so the secure one the anxious the avoidant and the avoidant fearful which is also known as the disorganized attachment style so it's been generally seen that most people are secure right i think it's 50 to 70% people they have this secure attachment style and we can say that it's the most desirable one so a person with a secure attachment style he has the security in his relationships he can trust other people fairly right when there are certain conflicts he is he is able to talk about them very openly he is able to convey those conflicts very directly right he does not just shy away and put put those conflicts behind right he communicates things very openly and clearly and he leads with cooperation and confidence mm-hmm. while when we go towards the anxious attachment style so what happens in the anxious attachment style is the person is always anxious that the other person might leave them right mm-hmm. and they have a sensitive nervous system we can say that and they struggle with communicating things directly right yeah. they are constantly in this in in this phase where they want reassurance from the partner that they still love them right yeah. that they are still there for them and when we go towards the avoidant attachment style what happens is in the avoidant attachment style the person kind of fears intimacy yeah. kind of like fears that intimate relationship with the partner and so mm-hmm. like even though the other partner would want that intimacy they would try to get away from that so mm-hmm. so just imagine that if the anxious one and the avoidant one they get together the mm-hmm. anxious one is the one who needs a lot of i think it should be a match made in heaven sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah. and the avoidant one wants to get away so yeah. even there we see this cycle being played out and then we go on to the avoidant fearful or even the disorganized type those people with this particular style have very less self self esteem and they strongly fear rejection and some researches have also shown that this attachment style is linked with a borderline personality which is okay. which is very interesting but when we talk about these attachment styles it must be understood that these are not fixed right these won't remain like it's not that we cannot change this attachment style so okay. this is a good thing so if someone called you clingy okay then probably you have a nervous anxious attachment style yeah yes if someone said if said that you were insecure then again you had an anxious attachment style 
And if somebody said you're non-committal, probably you have an avoidant attachment style. Now we know where the comments are coming from. You know, yeah, we'll develop a tool where you can figure out your attachment style too. and probably it'll help you in your relationships. And in that note, I want to divert the discussion on the happening guy, you know, the chief twit. <laughs> okay. So recently, it was very interesting that the chief twit's mom stepped in into the media and said that, oh, don't be mean to my son. Uh, he is just a genius. Isn't that every brown guy's dream to be called a genius by his own mother? It's like, great. Okay. However, it made us think. So what do you think might be Elon Musk's attachment style? That's, that's pretty interesting. I mean... I, I kind of see him to be falling in the avoidant attachment style uh, because, you know, he, he's that kind of guy who, who might not be so committed to someone and wants his own independence and has, has his own way of doing things. Okay. So no wonder, no wonder Amber Heard left, you know, Twitter as soon as he took over. <laughs> so, yeah, that explains it. I think we can take a few more cases and then try and understand the attachment style. So probably we'll do that over the next episode. Currently, we can talk about parenting styles and that the impact of parenting styles on your attachment style. So since that is the primary relationship with which you start. So of course, there are four primary parenting styles. There is permissive, there is authoritative, there is neglectful and there is authoritarian. You know, and then you have the fifth and the overall parenting style, which is the brown parenting. Okay, so which constitutes three factors, which is the three C's of the brown parenting, which is control, compare and criticize. So we'll come back to brown parenting. We'll do a separate episode on that and the impact of brown parenting. But coming back to the four parenting style. So permissive parenting uh, involves elements where, uh, you know, the chi- it is child-led, uh, you give a lot of freedom to the child, uh, it's basically not rule-bound, uh, you know, so it is not like, you know, carrot and stick kind of a model. The authoritative is more of a carrot and stick model, you know, you, you're good, you get rewards, you're bad, you get punished, there are, there are regimented rules, uh, you know, yeah, there are, you know, so... There is a bit of a structure there, you know, and it is, as the word says, it's a bit authoritative. However, it is different from authoritarian. It's not to be confused. Authoritarian is, it's my way or the highway, right? So authoritarian is a situation where less is spoken, you know, and you just obediently follow. I personally know families which are that way as well. And then you have the negligent parenting. Negligent parenting is... Of course, you know, like you start wondering why did you have the child in the first place? So, because you're just engaged in your own life and the child is engaged in their own life. So, if you look at the impact of these four parenting styles on the attachment styles, probably, obviously, you can start guessing it. What's going to result in what? So, first, what do you think is your parenting style? So, how do you respond to your child's questions? How do you criticize your child? How do you deal with your child's successes and failures? How do you, what do you expect from your child and what does your child expect from you? How would you define your relationship with your child is? 
you know, is that does your child fear you? Does your child does your child respect you? Or does your child despise you? I don't understand. Uh, so these are questions to consider. Now, based on research of parenting style and its impact on attachment styles, Stephen will throw some light on that. Yeah. Sure. So researches have shown that the authoritative and the permissive parenting style they are linked with the secure attachment style and the authoritarian uh, where there is very high control over the child and the neglectful whether the child is neglected right mm-hmm. so those have been linked with the insecure attachment styles so okay. insecure we can say the uh, avoidant anxious and the disorganized they can fall under this category so it is very interesting to see the way that the parents steal their child they handle them right it passes on a message to to the child about their worth right so if a child is loved for who he is right then he develops this self concept that he has intrinsic worth but if he always has to achieve something get a certain amount of marks get this or that trophy then his worth is dependent on what he achieves right so in these ways certain subtle messages are passed on to the child and the child develops a self concept about himself uh, in those things so when we talk about the authoritative style authoritative style there is there are certain boundaries but there's also the freedom where the child can explore things and the parents are there at his base right and though in the permissive style there is a lot of freedom for the child right but we can still see that these things help the child to understand that he is still loved by his parent he's still accepted by his parent while mm-hmm. in the authoritarian authoritarian and the neglectful styles so in the authoritarian style the parents are always you know constantly disciplining the child telling them that these are certain things that you need to do right and because of this they might you know they might develop this this tendency that okay if i don't behave the way that my parent is telling me to behave then maybe i'll not get loved okay. right so these 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 things can form their attachment style so the child might be very much anxious or fearful about it even in this romantic relationship when he grows on right okay then so i just uh, wanted to pitch in here i always thought that uh, if you want to get love you have to run after a train and be able to climb that <laughs> so going to bollywood i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah okay it's very interesting that this sort of a i think i can directly connect that it's very interesting and i can directly connect that with workspace dynamics as well mm-hmm. and now when people come with this different sort of parenting and different attachment styles and they come into a workplace into one singular team mm. and then they have to work together on a project which needs of course commitment coordination uh, teamwork you know all the other dynamics of it uh, all these styles pop up and then they push and pull the project in particular direction mm. towards completion or towards destruction or yeah. towards stalling or cost escalation or towards better performance so i think it's critical for people to know what their attachment style is and it's critical for parents to know what their parenting style is True. and what sort of impact long term they're going to have on the child i would also mention we did a small research with uh, parents about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. okay so we asked the parent parents you know what are the top 
three skills or top four skills you want, want your child to have. So they came up with decision making, uh, problem solving, analytical skills and relationship skills. You know, yeah. so these are all fair enough, good expectations from the parents. But what have you passed on through your parenting? that would enable the child you know this is not a blame i'm a parent too i've got two children you know so in a constructive way how have you enabled decision making have you allowed them to decide you know have their choices have you allowed them to solve problems of their own or have you you know solved their problems for them have you allowed them to analyze and come up with you know solutions or have you analyzed it for them mm-hmm. And have you allowed them beyond the periphery of your little circle in order for them to build relationships or have you built relationships and curated those relationships for them? So all these are critical components which actually go on to either make them successful, which will help them be happy, for them to flourish in life or for them to keep dealing with trauma. Yeah. Okay, so... Here is one small clip we would like you to take a look and it is from uh, a very interesting series called Big Little Lies and it is a bonnie scene. Take a look and then we'll have a discussion on that. Well, it looks like it's time. I have to confess something that I'm not so proud of. And as I was writing, I realized I needed to confess to you first. So here it goes. I resent you for the childhood I had. I resent you for your impatience, for being scared of doing my homework without being yelled at, for all the kitchen cabinet doors you slammed, for slapping me, for all the bruises I resent you for not feeling safe at home. I resent you for being ashamed of me. I resent you for all the sex I started to have when I was 13 to prove to myself that I could be loved. I resent you for my wanting to beat the shit out of everyone. I resent you for making me feel so worthless that I settled for a man that I don't. But mainly, I resent you for killing a man. I killed Silas' husband and he didn't slip. I pushed him. I snapped, and when I lunged at him, I was pushing you. And that push was a long time coming. And I want to forgive you. So hope you took a look at that. So let me give you a little background to that scene that you just watched. So Bonnie is sitting by 
the bedside of her mother who is actually on her deathbed and she all her pent up emotions and feelings and her opinions and her experiences and this milestone where she is standing where she has committed an unintentional crime and that has resulted in the death of someone which actually by law is murder and covering up that murder along with her friends and so she's at this milestone and she's in this situation and this is her last chance to express herself to her mom and there she goes and the words that come out of her mouth are very powerful she says i resent you i resent everything that you've done i resent your parenting style so what she says is about how strict she was how authoritarian she was how uh, abusive she was you know how controlling she was and how she always wanted to rebel and what she did in order to rebel against that you know in order to look for love in the wrong places in order to prove that she is worthy of love so it's it's very it's a very disappointing sad uh, situation but it is a reality in many people's lives now if that is the situation in your life i think you should make efforts to reconcile to amend it to find ways of forgiveness of reconciliation so this scene is from big little lies you know it, it was an award winning series and if you can take a look at it it's useful and there are many other clips which we will be sharing with you about parenting in the next episode and where we will be uh, discussing in detail about parenting about disciplining about various emotions you know guilt and shame and yes. all of those topics it will be very interesting so we would request you to you know tune in and coming back to attachment styles so there are some lessons to you know take from this discussion so one is your parenting style has a lot of impact on what kind of attachment style your child is going to develop so so that brings us to one question when does parenting actually begin does it begin when you're married and when you actually get pregnant and when you actually have the child or does it begin much prior to that you know so so what are your opinions on that when does parenting begin you as a parent i'm saying the role yeah yeah i think i think we learn a lot about how to parent from our parents themselves right okay and sometimes those are the same scripts that are that are being played out when you parent your child right? yeah so it's important like but just when you have a child right the way that you start dealing with them that is this the things that you tell them the signals that they get subtly right is is, the, is that, that why let me i'm sorry to interrupt is that why uh, or is is it a reason that we learn by imitation we learn a lot by imitating our parents right and mm-hmm. and by those around us probably that is one way that we are imbibing this and another one is of course okay. john bolby attachment theory which strongly emphasizes that the base that you form you know in early childhood with the experience with the primary caregiver defines how you're going to view the world how you're going to view relationships yeah okay that's an important contribution so i also feel that your you becoming a parent begins much before you actually becoming a parent 
so you know there's always this whole argument about raising daughters raising sons but essentially you're raising parents right if they're going to they intend on having children further at least in the indian context in the brown parenting context it applies a lot you are in a way raising successful or unsuccessful parents or happy or unhappy parents so i think i know it sounds like a lot of responsibility but it's good to think on those lines and be accountable be compassionate be considerate and amend if you have any wrong styles and i think the second biggest learning is that uh, attachment styles have an impact on almost every aspect of your life it has an impact on your relationship with your parent it has an impact on your relationship with your sibling it has an impact on your relationship on your romantic relationships mm-hmm. it has an impact on your job relationships because it either it could make you an anxious person unsettled wanting reassurances wanting validation you know or it could make you an avoidant person non-committal aloof not wanting to show emotions you know you might come across as arrogant and the other problems connect with it or it could be you know the perfect combination of anxious avoidant which is disorganized which is again more disastrous uh, and its own negative impact or you could come across as secure you know though secure is idealistic but you know idealism not not essentially works in everybody's life you know so mm-hmm. you know so what are some of the lessons that you take from this what yes. are some conclusions uh, that we can draw from so that? so mainly what we what we can see is that these attachment styles they play a very very important part especially in your romantic relationships right and mm-hmm. you'll see them see these characteristics being played out a lot but as we have already looked upon it that these styles are not fixed right these can change we can by learning a few things someone who has more anxious style can learn to communicate the way a secure person communicates right mm-hmm. you can learn to deal with conflicts the way a secure person deals the avoidant ones can learn it too right okay. so so that okay. is like a good news that you are not and these attachment styles are not set in stone but they they can change and what many many of the psychologists and people who have worked on these they say is that the first step is getting to know what is your own attachment style and yeah. when you understand the different ways that you act out because of your attachment style right then that is the first step to go ahead and try to change it or mm-hmm. try to change certain aspects of it Agreed. so that is the main thing that we can learn from this agree agree so that is good news that there is scope for you to amend mm. first understand your style understand your partner's style and then try and amend your style in order for your relationship to be better either whether it be with your parent or with your sibling or with your romantic partner so i think that offers a lot of scope so we'll conclude right there and in our next episode we're going to look at parenting styles and its impact on attachment styles and we'll deep dive into attachment styles we also want to share some clips with you from succession you know so it's going to throw some insight on the various parenting styles it's going to be pretty interesting we look forward to connecting with you do tune in